just figure out what you want to do because there is no right answer. There's no like standard formula that if you don't do it this way, then you're not going to succeed. You have to really get in touch with your own values, your own goals and your own passions because YouTube is the long-term game, right? So like it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So you need to be very closely aligned with what you actually want to do. And I would recommend that nobody out there just does something for the sake of doing it just because somebody else is doing it. Like one of the coolest parts about YouTube basically giving you a permission slip to be yourself is that you get to be yourself. Hey, welcome to the Video Entrepreneur Podcast. Glad to have you back here with us. This podcast is brought to you by Uscreen. My name is Rob Balasabas, Head of Partnerships here at Uscreen. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying the content so far. Let us know in the comments or send us a message. Email us or DM us on Instagram or LinkedIn. Let us know what your favorite episode is so far. All right, let us know which interview, which creator you enjoyed the most so far. If you're new, this podcast is all about learning ways to build your revenue with your video content. In this episode, we have Liz Germain joining me to talk about the ins and outs of what it takes to become a successful YouTube creator. Now, what is Liz all about? Liz has been in the YouTube game for almost a decade. She's generating over 100 million organic YouTube views without ads and tens of thousands of leads for her clients across many different industries, all using YouTube. She has two of her own YouTube silver play buttons, which means she has over 100,000 subscribers for each channel, and she teaches cutting-edge YouTube organic growth strategies that have generated millions in sales for her clients online today. Now, before we chat with Liz, I want to just invite you to subscribe to our podcast on YouTube or on your favorite podcasting app. We have new episodes every single week. And if you found value in any of our episodes, any of the content here, please take a moment, leave us a review or leave us a comment. That'll go a long way to get our podcast out to as many creators as possible so that we can help them build revenue streams as well. With that, thanks for being here. Now let's go talk to Liz. Before we dive into some of the things I wanted to ask you, I wanted to introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and um, yeah, what you're up to lately. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rob. Um, so my name is Liz Germain, and I'm the founder of Vidfluence, which basically combines the art of video with the science of human influence. And I've been in the YouTube world for about 10 years now. I actually originally started out as a YouTuber myself, um, grew a health and fitness channel for women past, I think that channel is currently at like 150,000 subscribers. So had a lot of fun doing that. We sold like digital products and membership site and all that kind of stuff on the back end. And, um, you know, what happened a couple of years ago was with that business, first of all, I started getting a little bit bored with answering the same questions over and over about mm -hmm. fitness. I felt like I could have, you know, I could be providing from all the things I learned from running that business for five, six years. I was like, man, there's so many other deeper things that I could help people with besides just weight loss. Um, and feeling good about themselves, like that should be yeah. the fundamentals. And so as I started to evolve and grow in my own personal life, it's like I have all this new wealth of knowledge that I really want to be able to share with people because YouTube itself changed my entire life. Like it allowed me to work for myself, to work from home, to travel the world, to make automated money and to earn more money than I'd ever earned in my life. And, you know, it felt a little bit selfish to be keeping all of that strategy that went into creating that reality to myself. So that happened. And then my sister 
who was who I started that channel with um, in the in the original days, <laughs> she actually got married and decided she wanted to move into the van life space. So her and her husband, um, we all kind of teamed up and they worked on a separate YouTube channel. So that second YouTube channel grew like three times as fast as the first one did just because of everything that we had known. And so then it was like, okay, I have proof that this not only works in the fitness niche, it also works in the van life niche. What other niches could it work with? <laughs> you know? So I got really curious about that. And I did, um, I originally did like a beta launch of just a mini workshop of, Hey, do you want to learn how to grow and monetize YouTube? And I had quite a surprising turnout for that. And it was just very clear that that was a need that a lot of people had. And so over the last couple of years, I have fully dedicated all of my time, money and energy into supporting other people and stepping on the YouTube platform in a way that actually makes sense for them long term and helps them profit both personally and professionally. So it's been a really fun ride. It has. Sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, I've caught uh, a lot of that ride and um, it's very interesting to hear because I think there's other creators out there that I watch, you know, Ali Abdal for one that kind of started with one niche and grew and just learned the science, I guess, or the art and science of YouTube and how to grow channels and have gone on and also now are helping other creators kind of grow their channels as well as, as one of the you know revenue streams and business models. So it's been really cool. It makes a lot of sense. You know, I like I like what you say. Like, how can I be selfish with this with this knowledge and keep it to myself and you know sort of keep it to myself and not share with other creators? So that's really cool that you're doing that. Also, van life is a very cool niche, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was fun to to watch that channel grow. They had some really like big breakthrough videos that just absolutely took off, millions and millions of views, and then, you know, from there the rest is kind of history. They actually, so they have um, with that second channel, they just about three four months ago they just crossed one point two million dollars in revenue for that company, wow. which is absolutely insane. So. Yeah, I mean, the the way that YouTube, the, the reason that I love YouTube so much is because it enables people to, the way I, I kind of describe it as like, it gives people a permission slip to be themselves. So like all the things yeah. you're passionate about, all the things that you love doing, all of the creative tools at your disposal, like if you figure out a way to package that in a way that resonates with other people, and especially if you know who the viewers you're looking to attract are, it can be completely transformative in so many different ways. And you know, when I was like really figuring out 10 years ago, what do I want to do for, with my life? Like, what's my career going to be? <laughs> um, I was always drawn to YouTube because first of all, I am first and foremost a YouTube user. So I am on YouTube mm -hmm. constantly, like all day, every day, just watching videos, learning, laughing, doing all the cool things that we get to do there. And secondly, I feel like one of the things that drew me into YouTube as a career path is the community on YouTube. So all the like weird, quirky, smart, creative types of people, like the people I really like and really resonate with, they're all, most of them are on YouTube. And I'm like, okay, this sounds good. Yeah, I think I could see a lifetime of this. So yeah. yeah. Go YouTube. Yeah, you, way to change. You'll, yeah, yeah. Go YouTube. <laughs> yeah, if YouTube, you're watching. Yeah, go YouTube. Yeah, thank you. Um, YouTube. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you can definitely find like your people. You know, like I, I, I'm kind of the same way. Like I find it very difficult to have like, you know, these conversations that I have with like YouTube friends in person. Like it's very, like it's very rare. Yeah. You know, so I think you can find your people on YouTube if that makes that makes any sense. Yeah, <laughs> right? that makes total sense to me. Yeah, you'll find your audience. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and, and another thing I don't think you mentioned is that you're doing quite a, a bit of speaking like you're you're like a speaker, you're doing like vid summit, you did a talk there, um, you know, and, and how are you enjoying that side of things? Like, 
the in-person stuff yeah, and, and I love sort of it. public speaking. I love it because a lot of times Vid Summit is a little different because that's more of like the creator community coming to learn specifically about YouTube. But I also speak at several conferences for business owners and entrepreneurs. And I absolutely love going in there and blowing their mind because a lot of these businesses, they're <laughs> just used to getting leads and sales from running paid advertising. And so to have someone come in and show case study after case study of like, look at this person, look how much money they made organically on YouTube. It just really opens the door to something a lot of people have, have maybe considered in the past, but never taken seriously um, until they see yeah. the numbers of what's really possible. So I've, I absolutely love going in there and blowing entrepreneurs' minds of like, hey, I know your paid ad strategy is doing great, but have you ever thought about organic? Because one of the yeah. coolest parts about YouTube is it's evergreen, as you know. So you, it's almost like right. you do the work once and once some of those videos start taking off, it, it continuously pays off for a really long time and they also start to stack upon each other. So it's not like social media where you post something and then in 24 hours it's gone. On YouTube, it's like if you have a, a really good video, you know, it might take you a couple videos to get to that one breakthrough video. You have a really good video, right. it will continue to grow and get views and subscribers and leads and sales if you have a business on the back end for sometimes years. Like I have one video on my first channel that, you know, it's been paying all of the software expenses for my businesses. Uh, for the last, like, I don't even know, probably five, six years. So like, we don't have, it, yeah. it basically like, covers that cost from the AdSense revenue we're getting from that. So it's, a, it's just amazing. I love YouTube, if you couldn't tell already. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> kind of get an idea you do. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, I th I wanna I wanna address um the the small creators, right? Because I think there's a lot of them that might be watching this. You know, whether it's small creators, up and coming creators, whatever we want to label that. Um, you know, the folks that are just, you know, let's say under ten thousand subs, right? Um, what are some of the ways that they can start generating revenue? Because I think there's a lot of creators in that in that sort of range that, you know, are sort of putting off making money on YouTube until they hit, you know, certain milestones of subscribers. You know, oh, when when I get to twenty thousand, I'll start thinking of, you know, making money or or turning this into a business. You know, right now I just want to build my audience and you know get my subscribers and that sort of thing. So. Yeah, share share some thoughts on that because I know that that's a, a group of creators that you you know um, help very closely. So how are how are you sort of helping them navigate building their revenue streams even with yeah, a smaller channel? Yeah, I love channel? this question because there's really two types of clients that we specialize in helping. One is the beginner who is brand new to YouTube and brand new to mm -hmm. business, right? And then the other side is like the established yeah. businesses that are just looking to scale using YouTube as a as a lead source. So when we're talking about monetizing YouTube, if you are the more the beginner type, it is very much possible to have a small channel that generates big profit. So let's talk about the four main ways that you can monetize your YouTube channel. The first one we've all heard of is AdSense, of course. But here's the thing about AdSense is it can take a while to build up to. It's not as predictable as you would hope it would be. You know, some months are higher than others. Some some months are not so great. Um, so the thing about AdSense is it's outside your direct control and you also need to be a YouTube partner to be able to even start collecting that AdSense revenue from YouTube. So what that means is a thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time, and then you can apply to be a partner and then they give you a cut of that AdSense revenue. So. AdSense is great, but it should be treated more as like the cherry on top of the other three revenue streams that you have with your YouTube channel. And the biggest piece of advice I can give people is to start treating your YouTube channel as a business. <laughs> so let's move into the, the next three. So the second one is 
affiliate marketing. We've all seen this on YouTube. If you watch mm -hmm. tech gear reviews and things like that, you know, you can either link to products on an Amazon affiliate store, or you can partner up with other business owners that, you know, and this is like, if you're brand, brand new, what, what I would recommend is because you're going to have a smaller audience for that, try to find more expensive types of things mm -hmm. to promote. And when you're coming out with affiliate related content, um, make sure that you stay in integrity because it's really easy, both with affiliate and brand deals and sponsorships. Um, it's really easy to see the, like in the beginning when you have no money, <laughs> but you have a bunch of time, you see this dangling carrot of like, Oh, they're going to pay me a thousand dollars to do this video. Like I'll take it. And if you do that too much, you start to cheapen your brand. You start to, you know, damage the relationship that you have with your viewer because you basically become a sellout. So just make sure if you go into affiliate marketing, um, or brand deals and sponsorships, which is the, 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 third one, um, that you are actually aligned with those offers that you're staying in integrity and keeping the focus on val uh, providing value for your viewers first and foremost, before you take the money from these one-off brand deals or maybe even long-term affiliate relationships. So, um, the third one, like I already mentioned is brand deals and sponsorships. That's where YouTube starts to get really, really fun because you can find companies that are not direct competitors to you, but that will supplement the value that you're already providing your audience by making their experience even more fun, even more helpful, providing tools, providing products, providing things to help them with whatever, whatever in your industry is what people come to you for. Like people come to you for two reasons on YouTube. It's either for who you are or for what you do. So a lot of times when you are getting into the business side of YouTube, you know, being able to provide value for your viewers in the sense of what you do, like how are you making their life easier? How are you making it easier for them to solve problems, challenges, and big questions that they have in their life? And if you can incorporate that style of content while also partnering with companies that will enhance that experience, everybody wins. The viewer wins because now they know about a product or service that they didn't know about before. You win because you have this relationship that's, you know, compensating you monetarily to be able to basically be the bridge, the middleman between this product and the customer. And then the company that is the sponsor, they win too, because they get in front of their ideal target people. So, um, Again, with affiliate marketing and with brand deals and sponsorships, just make sure I, I usually like to give a kind of a split of like 80, 20, 80% of your content has no sales pitch in it whatsoever. You guys, <laughs> okay, that's really important. Provide real value for people, make them want to come back and continue to watch more videos on YouTube. But you know, anywhere from 10 to 20% of your content can be those long-term evergreen promotions where you're partnering up with either affiliates or you're doing, you know, a brand integration. Those are really easy to do. Once you have a certain audience size, you have like 10, 15, seconds. Today's video is sponsored by blah, blah, blah. Check it out in the link below. Like that's easy money, you guys. And it comes in long-term and it's, it doesn't necessarily harm your brand if the products and the companies you're promoting are actually aligned. So those are the first three ways to monetize a YouTube channel. And I always save this last one uh, for last, because this is the fastest and most profitable way to monetize your channel. When, even if you're brand new is to sell programs, products, and services of your own on the back end for the types of viewers that you are looking to attract. So when you're identifying who is my viewer, you want to go through and see if you can write a list of 20 to 30 questions that you get from those types of people over and over and over about whatever it is that is your sought after skill. So if you're a video editor, what are the top 20 questions that new editors have about video editing? If you are a makeup artist, same thing. And see if you can just write down all of those things because those can easily become YouTube evergreen videos that will continually attract the types of people you're looking to attract 
And if from that video, you say something as simple as, you know, if you like this content, then you're really going to like this other thing I put together for you. Check the link in the description box below to check it out. With those links below, you want to send them to what's called a lead magnet, which is essentially a free or very low cost offer that basically splits up those people who are never going to purchase anything from you ever. And those people that are interested in actually taking the information you've provided for free on YouTube to the next step. So what is the next step in their evolution? Like it's probably going to be some sort of a PDF resource, maybe a, a video training, something like that. And in that exchange, you're, you're collecting their email address and then providing, continuing to provide value on the back end of YouTube that can eventually lead into a sales conversation for whatever program product or service that you have created as your own business. So those are the four main ways to monetize a channel. And at Vid Summit this, this last year, I gave a presentation called small channels, big profits, where we really honed in on the the fourth one right so like how do you structure those offers how much should you charge for them you know strategic pricing is really important positioning is really important how do you structure the fulfillment of those types of offers is it going to be a digital download or is it going to be you know you're actually actively taking coaching calls or something like that over zoom those are all the little pieces that you need to figure out before you launch something like that but when you've done this as many times as we've done it, there are systems and strategies that have been proven to work. And so what my recommendation would be for anybody out there listening is if you are considering doing that, like seek out resources of people who've already figured out those systems and strategies on the back end, because you will save yourself headaches, time, money, energy, and a lot of wanting to rip your hair out because you're not getting paid enough from YouTube, right? Um, if you actually have a plan in place yeah. to be able to turn a viewer into a buyer and especially a recurring buyer, a long-term buyer on the back end of your YouTube channel. That's incredible. Liz, we I can know. literally end the that's conversation. It. I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I think that's a health, such a healthy mix of revenue streams. You know, if you've got a nice mix of, I mean, affiliate marketing can be somewhat passive. Like most, you know, I mean, obviously software type affiliate relationships are uh, mostly recurring um, commissions, right? Like Amazon's a little bit more one-off sales, but um, you've got that going on. And then um, AdSense obviously is passive, but there's active as, as well, right? Active revenue, like the brand deals and sponsorships, you're actively seeking those out. That's like sometimes long-term, but sometimes sort of like one-off deals. Um, so it's just a really healthy, you know, sort of sustainable mix of revenue streams. I like what you said earlier, though, to kind of tie it back to something you said earlier about um, YouTube can be a really fun thing. Like YouTube can be really fun and it can be a really, um, a really good place to, you know, start a business or, or, you know, build a business on if you have the business on the back end. And so I think a lot of creators don't like, they don't have the lead magnet set up. They don't have a way to build an email list and stuff like that. What do you, do you come across a lot of creators like that where their focus is more on like creating cool, good fancy content and getting subscribers versus like, what's the business behind all of this stuff that you're doing? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing is like with YouTube specifically, I would encourage anybody out there who's on the platform or wants to get on the platform to do whatever you are passionate about creating videos around. So the way that businesses work on YouTube, you not every bit like think about a Mr. Beast type channel. He does not sell as far as I'm aware programs, products or services on the back end. He just creates epic content and gets a ton of money in AdSense and maybe does a couple, you know, partner relationship type stuff here and there. So 
the thing about YouTube is even though you have those four main ways to monetize at your disposal, it really is up to right. you which way you want to monetize. Mm -hmm. And there's different strategies for each of them. So if you're going for, you know, I don't want to have yeah. to run a business on the back end. <laughs> I don't care about that. I'm never going to care about that. Well, guess what? Good news. You can still do YouTube and make good money doing it. Just take a different approach. Don't include that one, right? So that's not the path for you. And you need to be focused more on creating a viral video strategy for your channel to blow up so that you have those numbers in your audience to be able to make it profitable and livable for you. So um, I would say for people that are curious about what would it take for me to just put together a quick little PDF where I take my life's work and put package it into something that's easy to digest and understand and that's actually going to help people who have the same problems mm -hmm. that I figured out already how to solve. If you're in that boat, you know, I would encourage you to go explore it. The softwares that you need to run a business yeah. really, you know, they can start adding up <laughs> if you are not careful as I'm sure you guys all know, but what you need to get started in business really isn't that much. Like if you can put aside, you know, a couple thousand dollars, I think is what it cost us to originally get started 10 years ago. Um, and believe me, I did not have the money at the time to be, to be spending that kind of money. I was in my early twenties. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, living in Los yeah, Angeles, is. which is one of the most uh -huh. expensive places to live in the world. <laughs> I was just like, I really hope this works out. And if it doesn't, here's the thing yeah. is I'll figure it out. If it, even if it doesn't work out, I'll figure out how to make it work. Like it's the whole thing of the Thomas Edison inventing the light bulb. And it, how many times did he have to make light bulbs that didn't work before he got the one that did. That's the energy that you need to go into the YouTube platform with, because that's the only sustainable way to yeah. figure out how to make it work for you. So with that, you know, always would recommend create a to-do list, like write down, okay, if I want to create a business out of this, mm -hmm. first of all, go find somebody who already did it. Cause I guarantee there are at least a few people on YouTube that have already done what you're trying to do and then study them reverse engineer, you know, what types of videos are they creating? Do they have a specific way they speak to their audience? Do they have a certain pattern in their titles and thumbnails? Um, do they have specific series that are ongoing series, which is like really the key to unlocking the kingdom on YouTube is the goal should never be to just get somebody to watch one video. It's to get them to watch, find you through one video, but then go watch another and another and another and keep coming back to watch more. So like if you can find people that have already done what you want to do, I guarantee if you just study them for a little bit, you're going to start to notice patterns in the top performing content and the top, the most successful creators on the platform, whether they're using it for as a business mm -hmm. or as just a pure creator. Right. So mm -hmm. all that said, you know, just figure out what you want to do because right. there is no right answer. There's no like standard formula that if you don't do it this way, then you're not going to succeed. You have to really get in touch with your own values, your own goals and your own passions because yep. YouTube is the long-term game, right? So like it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So you need to be very closely aligned with what you actually want to do. And I would recommend that nobody out there just does something for the sake of doing it just because somebody else is doing it. Like one of the coolest parts about YouTube basically giving you a permission slip to be yourself right. is that you get to be yourself. So if that doesn't, if that side of like creating a program, making a PDF, getting an email list, if all of that doesn't really appeal to you, that's okay. The one thing that I would say is everybody should have an email list, whether you are a creator or a business, um, mainly because you don't own the YouTube platform, just like you don't own Facebook, you don't own Instagram, you don't own TikTok. 
and we've all seen over the last couple of years, they're, they're getting really trigger happy with their censorship and they're just knocking people off the platform and spam accounts and hackers have gone way up in the last couple of years as well. So like you never know what's coming. So the email list side of things, like if you're going to prioritize anything, even if you're a creator only, and you only want to focus on, I want a big audience, I want AdSense revenue. And that's, that's pretty much it. Still, I would encourage you to at least get the email software set up because at the end of the day, your accounts on any of these platforms could be shut down at any time. So having that email list right. is almost like having insurance for whatever it is that you're investing into creating. So when you have your own list, you do own that list and you can contact the people that are interested enough to connect with you in that way, regardless of whatever happens on, on YouTube, social media that. platforms, et cetera. Yeah, email list, I think is very important. Like you said, for all the reasons, you know, things can, anything can happen on YouTube. And even though you're doing everything by the rules, you never know you know youtube could not like something somebody could for whatever reason report you or you know things like that so that's very smart um on that note um you you guys have done this very well and for your clients as well is like actually building that email list and getting people to um you know to your opt-ins and your lead magnets and things um i think a lot of creators uh kind of struggle of like what do i offer somebody that will get them off my videos on youtube and go and give their email give their give me their email for this piece of content so do you have any advice on that for creators that that want to build an email list but like kind of wondering what what do i give them that i sh i can't give them for free on youtube yeah so i think this comes down mm -hmm. to human psychology and understanding why people do yeah. what they do so one of the most fundamental things you can understand about human behavior is that Human beings only take action for two reasons. It's either to enhance pleasure, right? Enhance pleasure and yep. joy and good feelings or mm. to avoid pain That's and good. suffering and yeah. bad situations yeah. they don't want to be in. So when we're looking at those two dri main drivers of human behavior, either to enhance pleasure or to avoid pain, unfortunately, I don't know why, why we are this way, but unfortunately the, the, the pain points are like, there's a strong urgency behind needing to do that. If you think about any time in your life where it's like, okay, I could either go to Disneyland right now, or I could like actually deal with the fact that I can't pay yeah. my bills or I'm overweight or I have all these problems, right? Like we don't want to go into the icky stuff, but for whatever reason, and sometimes this may be really real life situations where it's like, there's an urgency behind that stuff. So how can you, if you have already solved a problem challenge or big question that has come up in your own life and your content is teaching people, you know, some of those strategies, how can you then take the next best step? Um, there's a, a method called the strategic selling method from Lisa Sasevich, who was one of the, the best um, sell from stage speakers to ever exist. And she talks about the problem solution model. So we're taking a problem, right, that someone's experiencing their, in their life. And then we're progressively taking them down a stage of providing a solution. So the first solution that you would provide is the free YouTube video, right? So we're figuring out what are those things that people are struggling with and how can I help them solve that, those things. Then from there, you would just use a basic line like, if you like this thing, then you're really going to like this other resource I put together for you. Click the link in the description box below. And then you link it all up with info cards and screens if you're a partner and you can link directly to your website and then links in your video description. And from there, 
that thing should be directly related to the video that they just watched, right? Like, what is the next best step for them to take in the process of solving this problem or challenge that they're having? And we want to give them like just enough to get them a quick solution, right? You don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to dump a dissertation on somebody right. in that lead magnet um, because people aren't going to like, they don't have that relationship yet established with you in most cases. So you want to give them something that's going to solve one part of the problem for them. So let's say, for example, you are a dating and relationship coach and you're you're creating content about you know what to say when and how to deal with manipulation in relationships or something like that you know you're creating all this free content on youtube okay well let's figure out first and foremost you need to know who you're speaking to and who you want to be joining on the back end funnel so get really clear on that like who is the viewer that you're looking to attract now go through that exercise of writing down the top 20 to 30 questions that those types of people have frequently and ask you all the time. And then from there, we can sliver off maybe one or two of them to put into a PDF or a free workshop or something. And what I would recommend is for those one or two things that you're providing, right? You're, you're splintering off a piece of what is your expertise, right? And so for, with those specific things, we're providing a, a mini solution to a big problem that they have, right? Like let's move the needle just a little bit to get them you know, a good result. Let's say you're a, a fitness coach, for example, or a, you know, personal trainer or something like that. Like in my first, first original one, the first thing that we would provide for people on the back end, we had all these free workouts and recipes and things like that on YouTube. The first, one of the first things that we would provide is like a short seven day reset. Okay. So everybody knows, and especially our target person was women. <laughs> I am a woman. So I understand this very intimately. Like you're trying to work on your fitness goals. You kind of fall off the wagon a little bit, and then you start beating yourself up and it can snowball from there really quickly out of control to the point where you have gone down a super unhealthy path. So when people are, or, and when women specifically fall into that, because I've been in that situation many times before. So it's like, okay, how do I help people not go down that? And having been on the other side of it, like I don't really go, go through that very much anymore. I was like, what did I really do to figure out how to get there? Well, first of all, when I've been eating really poorly and I don't feel good and I start to notice those thoughts coming up, the first thing that I typically will do is do a reset. Like let's do seven days where I just, you know, I eat really, really clean and I work out at least three times a week. And that's the goal. It's like a mini right. micro goal, right? So that's the first thing that they get. And then what you want to make sure that you always do inside of that, and this comes back to Lisa's um, strategic selling model, is within that free resource that they have, there's an invitation to go even deeper into the next next level problem, right? So within that, with the fitness um, example, or let's go back to the dating example. So let's say somebody, you figure out, you know, I, I help guys find their dream woman or something like that. The first thing is think about what that viewer is going through in the journey of getting to that goal. The first thing is, well, you got to get dates, right? Where does everybody go to get dates these days? They go to dating right. apps, right? So maybe your free lead magnet or the thing that you offer on the back end is, hey, here's exactly what to put in your profile on these on Bumble or something like that to get the right types of high quality people that you're actually looking oh, to gosh. connect with. And then from there, what is the next thing after that? Let's say they, they got that little download. They've got a couple dates now because they changed their profile and the way they're interacting with people. And now they're like, okay, great. What's the next thing that's going to come up for them. It's going to be something along the lines of, well, now I can't get repeat dates or I can't get someone to stay. Right. <laughs> right? Or maybe beyond that, like maybe you have a year long mastermind where it's like, I've gotten someone to stay, but we're really fighting with mm. each other right now. And it's causing chaos in my life. So like, as you think about other people's experience, the first step is to get clear on who you're actually speaking to. The second step is to map out 
if someone's struggling with this problem, what are the stages that they're going to go through to try to fix it? And what are the main problems or challenges that are going to come up for them on that journey that will hold them back? How do you create content that will be progressively dripped out to them based on their, and this is all permission based, you guys. So just want to make sure it's really clear. Like you are leaving it up to them to choose in to the next level of growth and transformation with you. So if you can tear it out like that of, okay, if I were this person, what actually is going on in my life? What is the one problem that I can help them solve right now that will lead into two or three other deeper level problems. And you just basically continue that process so that you're able to provide solutions at each stage of their journey of transformation. I love that. <laughs> These are just like, th that's already one like episode right there by itself. Like we've got two or three episodes already here. This, I think that's, that's a really good way of um, really positioning that Liz and appreciate you sharing that with our audience. Cause I think a lot of people have a disconnect of like, what do I offer them? Like just a checklist you know, a PDF checklist or like a video series. And you hear that all the time, right? But it's like the format makes sense. I think a lot of people understand, but what you just shared, which is the psychology of what are you actually offering, which is the pain and, and the solution, the problem and solution. So that is that is fantastic. Um, time is flying. I didn't realize how fast time flies. I've got, a, I got one more question for you, Liz, but before I ask you that, um, what's the best way for folks that are listening to connect with you, to maybe even work with you directly in your agency? Uh, what's the best place to do that? Yeah, so you can head over to vidfluence.com. That is where all of my company's programs, products, and services are currently at. So you can kind of look around and see what we have available to you. Um, if you're wanting to connect with me personally, you can head over to lizdoesvideo.com and or on social media, it's at lizdoesvideo basically everywhere. So feel free to shoot me a message. We do have a free Facebook group for people that are interested in YouTube marketing and jumping in. Um, so that's another place that you could go check it out and you can find that. Um, pretty much everywhere on all of the resources I just mentioned. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. We'll have all the links in the description and show notes for, for everybody there. If you want to connect with Liz, um, my final question, Liz, and I've been asking all of our guests here is that, you know, cause all of our guests are really much, very much in the middle of this whole, um, you know, creator economy and everything that's happening in the shift for creators. Um, where do you see the future of where, you know, creators, uh, kind of, uh, fall into when it comes to business and, the whole thing with, you know, all the, the brands that want to get in front of creators, you know, audiences and everything. Where do you see the, you know, sort of the, the, the positioning of creators in the next, you know, year, couple years? Yeah, you know, it'll be really interesting actually to see how video as a whole evolves over the next like decade, mm. primarily because of VR and all the, all these different, you know, virtual reality type experiences that we're that we're just seeing the seeds start to be planted for right. so i do think that especially in the gaming community and certain communities it's going to be way more disruptive and way more transformational than it would be in just like a couple of these other industries like maybe health or whatever but with the rise of meta with the expansion of crypto and that whole world like we are moving into it's almost like the convergence of the human being and AI. Right? Yeah. So that'll be really interesting to see how that pans out. And, you know, it could go either way. Like people could, as, on a grand scale, completely reject living in virtual reality or embrace it. The, where I sit personally, having seen what I've seen and, you know, talking to other YouTube colleagues and things like that, is I do think that regardless of whether you want it, it's coming. Um, so might as well get ahead of the game. It's just like with any new thing that comes out, like the early adopters are the ones that have the most long-term profitability from it, as well as the best results from it. So I would just say definitely keep a finger on the pulse of what's going on with Meta and with, 
you know, the crypto world and with all these virtual experiences that are coming out. But for everybody else, as far as, you know, just where video is going in general, I do think we're moving away from long form content and moving more into the shorter form content. But I will say that has a caveat. It depends who your viewer is. So like you need to like the easiest way I can think to explain this is figure out who your viewer is. And one of the most important things to know about them is what generation are they from? So Gen Z, which is like the younger generation below me, um, I'm a millennial. So Gen Z, they are way more short form content, like short one minute videos. We're seeing the rise of TikTok like crazy. That's where that generation hangs out. And that's the type of content they like to consume. If you're a millennial or maybe Gen X, which is a generation above me, um, those people are still, you know, they're in different life stages too. And this all, it comes back to what is the person actually dealing with? So millennials and Gen X, they still are consuming longer form content, but in different ways, right? So like the, the, the presentation style it used to be really easy to just pop on YouTube and just do a talking head video with no planning and you just riffed on it. And that was it. Now people are expecting a little bit higher production quality, more entertainment, more storytelling, especially in the videos is really important for retention numbers. You know, how can we engage people and keep them curious? So, um, and then when it comes to boomers, they're really not on YouTube very much at all. So like, <laughs> if you think about your viewer, which generation are they a part of and how can you match and mirror what that generation naturally is drawn to based on the trends of that generation? So that, that would be my advice for people moving forward is keep an eye on meta and the VR world and all the stuff that's coming there. And also definitely figure out what generation your viewer is from, because that is going to massively change the way that you create video content moving forward. Fantastic. Yeah. Two great tips there. Uh, keep an eye out on what's happening with everything there in AI and meta, and then basically know your audience, which is sort of, you know, what I've really learned from you here in this talk. So, uh, fantastic. Liz, thank you so much for your time as always. So generous with your, with your knowledge and wisdom and, um, yeah, looking forward to the next one. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I had fun having that conversation with Liz. Make sure you're subscribed to the show so that you can see all the new episodes as they're published every single week. And if you want to learn more about Uscreen, maybe you want to build your own program, you want to build your own membership, you're thinking about that, building your own predictable revenue stream using Uscreen, make sure you head over to uscreen.link slash podcast to get more information we'd also love to have you join our partner program we have an amazing affiliate program and you can find more information about that in the same link as well and lastly join our community we have a community inside of facebook it's called uscreen insiders we will see you there and until then see you in the next video take care